we are given such a limited time on this planet. We are given a limited amount of resources. And yet we are connected to this infinite opportunity to impact in everything that we do. And so I want to consciously leave this world better than what I came into. And Mm -hmm. I want to use my life energy to bring as much joy, as much awareness, and as many positive experiences, and really, in a way, build a more compassionate, self-compassionate, and also compassionate towards other people world. Rain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the award-nominated podcast, Unleash Your Supernova. Now ranked in the top 3% of all podcasts worldwide. I'm Nova Lorraine, your host, and I'm excited to bring you another show where storytelling comes to you at its best. I'm going to be introducing you to creatives that are doing what they love while changing the world. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn mindful, holistic tips and hacks for how to not only grow in your business, but also in your life. We'll learn from these rising stars from around the globe and how they've unleashed their superpowers sharing their wisdom with you. I am so excited to have a very special guest in the studio today, Monique Coleman. Hey, Monique. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, and okay, for those of you that are listening, Monique just wrapped a photo shoot with Rain Magazine and it was incredible. And look out for that issue that will be coming out soon. And it was just an amazing time. And I'm just going to... Before we jump into the nitty gritty of our conversation, Monique, I'm just going to share with our listeners a little more about you and so they could see why else I'm so excited to have you here today. So let's go into the background of Monique. So Monique achieved international fame and rapid fandom for her breakout role in Disney's High School Musical franchise and recently wrapped production on High School Musical, the musical, the series, season four which will be airing on Disney Plus, which she shot immediately following production as the lead of Love, Mary Kill for BET Plus. She also co-starred in the 2021 holiday hit, A Christmas Dance Reunion, alongside her fellow HSM alumni, Corbin Blue, making for a fan favorite special. Monique also recently wrapped production on Give Me an A, an anthology film, and most recently can be seen in the Lifetime movie, Greed, from producer T.D. Jakes. Prior to all of that, Monique led the TV One feature Stepping Back to Love and earned an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Host. And she previously hosted and executive produced, which is an original production called Gimme Mo by Monique. Beyond her work in front of the camera and on set, Monique dedicates much of her time to philanthropy, particularly for the UN, and she was named the first ever United Nations Youth Champion and hosted the 2022 Girl Hero Awards alongside Michelle Obama for the United Nations. Not only that, y'all, she has been working with UN's Foundation's Girl Up campaign for the last 10 years. Wow, 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 Monique. I mean, <laughs> did, I, did I get it all? Did I get at least wow. most of it? <laughs> yes. It's so interesting to hear it back because I, I'm so focused on who I'm becoming that sometimes I forget what I've done and what has led to me being who I am today. And so, yeah, it was really kind of remarkable to to hear that beautiful intro. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I... I'm excited to share because most of our listeners know you for your work for, of course, the iconic High School Musical, but there's been so much more that you've been doing both on the screen, behind the scenes, directing, producing, championing youth advocacy, philanthropy. I mean, it just goes on and on. And I think that that says for me, that's not only inspiring, I think it's powerful for you to take your journey from where you started and to see how much you've grown and where you are today. Absolutely. I mean, people surely wouldn't expect that since High School Musical, I have traveled to over 40 countries doing this work. Wow. Okay, wait, we're going to have to hold right there. 40. 
Okay, okay. What? Okay, I'm not going to make it hard for you. Top three. What are your top three favorite countries? Well, I can give... That's very, very difficult. But I can give (laughs) a couple of impactful experiences. Okay. So I'll give my... My top three most memorable experiences. Okay, Number one was stepping foot in Kenya, uh, landing in Nairobi, and really feeling just this exhale and feeling like I was home oh. and meeting young people that were just doing unbelievably exceptional things to advance their communities. Number two was that, this is very difficult, but it's, it's true, it's really impactful, was visiting girls who had been trafficked and had now been had now basically gone through programs to heal from the situation and were now in safe houses and i share that because it was such a unique experience to get to see this level of resilience up Mm. close and personal and really understand that no matter what we've been through that what happens to us in our past doesn't have to dictate our future. And then, yeah, right. And then another experience or or country that comes to mind, honestly, totally positive, Paris. (laughs) I was just recently in Paris. I I get that. (laughs) Yes, it was just so beautiful. It was exquisite. The food Mm. was amazing. It was just a beautiful, beautiful place. So I have stories from of so many different experiences, but those are yeah. some of the ones that kind of initially came to mind. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. When I was in Paris, I would say the architecture for me just Ooh. jumped out and I'm so inspired by architecture and it was just like yes. feeding my soul. You know, I yes. want to, before we get too far into your experiences and your backgrounds. I want to go back a little bit. I, got, I know I got excited when you mentioned the 40 countries. I was like, ooh, 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 tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> I want to go back to your why. And I do this for every show. I think it's so important to start here. And in the book that I wrote, Unleash Your Supernova, it opens up the first chapter. And oftentimes our why becomes our North Star. And, mm. and if we aren't aware of why we're doing what we're doing. Is it out of fear? Is it out of lack? Is it out of, oh, my, I don't know, my boss always wanted me to do this or my grandmother always expected this or it's going to give me fame or it's going to be, and if it's not truly feeding you and filling you and, and working towards your highest good, it's, you're going to continuously meet obstacles and challenges on that journey, whatever that journey is. And you're not going to be fulfilled or happy. So I think it's always great for us in general to always assess our why and not just stop, not just do it once and go, okay, I did it when I was 12. I'm good. No, it's constantly asking, well, why do I live here? Like challenge yourself. Why do I eat the food that I eat? Why am I friends with this person? And is everything working to your highest good? Like, is everything really filling you? Like making you feel like full, like that, mm, not too, like you didn't eat too much, like just enough. And the food was amazing. Every portion of it. So I'm going to ask you, Monique, you're doing a lot. You're performing, you're acting, you're producing, you're directing, you're advocating, you are giving, you're giving your time, you're in terms of these charities and these experiences that you're sharing with these individuals. What drives you? What is the why behind what you're doing? And maybe we could parse it up. Maybe your why for performing is different from your why for advocacy, but share a little bit more with for with me and our listeners in terms of your why. Oof. That is just to hear you speak about why you even ask why was really profound. So thank you for that. Mm. A couple things come to mind. Number one is... I have this deep, this relentless desire to inspire, to motivate, and to elevate people. And I think deeper than that is the fact that I didn't come from a scenario that necessarily set me up for the success that I have been able to cultivate. And I want other people to know their inherent value, that they matter, and that they are capable of achieving the dreams that are in their hearts as well. Mm. And the very first thing that came to me as you were speaking when you said why, was why not? Mm -hmm. 
We are given such a limited time on this planet. We are given a limited amount of resources. And yet we are connected to this infinite opportunity to impact in everything that we do. And so I want to consciously leave this world better than what I came into. And mm -hmm. I want to use my life energy to bring as much joy, as much awareness, and as many positive experiences, and really, in a way, build a more compassionate, self-compassionate, and also compassionate towards other people world. And that's, that's why I wake up every day, and that's why I choose to do the things that I do from acting to speaking to hosting and producing and advocating it's because I, I was just, I inherently want to make the world a little bit better. I love that. And I like everything you said deeply resonates with me and what drives me. I want to know, would you say that, I mean, this is, that's a big thing, right? To be able to realize that your way of being fulfilled is to empower others to go after mm -hmm. their dreams and to do it in a very out loud way. So when did you realize that? Was that something that, was there a catalyst behind that realization? Was it something you carried on since you were five or 15? It was just like, oh, I woke up in the morning and this is what I want to do. Did it come after some self-reflection? Like, how did you realize, or when was it, or what was that catalyst to say, ha, 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 this is why I'm here, why I'm going to do what I do? I think it's in two parts. Number one was as a kid, mm -hmm. I felt like I had so much to say and that so much to offer, so much to share. And I didn't know how to be taken seriously. And therefore I've made it my mission to take kids seriously and oh, to wow. listen to what it is that they had to say. Because I knew that if people could get past me being 10 <laughs> or 12, or 14, that I knew that there was inherent wisdom that was constantly being undermined by the small body that I was in at that time. And so I made it my mission to give what I desired and to be what I needed. Mm -hmm. That said, mm -hmm. I also, though, didn't like myself and mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And so although that was my driving mission as a kid, Mm -hmm. There was also this deep desire for validation and to be loved and accepted that was actually driving me because I really, at that time, I didn't know that I was hoping that success or fame or recognition was somehow going to save me from mm -hmm. the adversities that I had faced in my childhood. So although I was aware that I was born with a purpose and I'm very blessed to have a mother that did instill that mentality in me. And it was something that I just, I had this knowing, this calling that felt like, oh, I'm here on a mission. I'm here to mm -hmm. do something mm -hmm. magnificent and something great. Mm -hmm. I was also met with the deep desire of belonging. And that is what I think was actually driving me until I became famous. Mm -hmm. And that was the second realization. It was through acquiring and attaining everything I thought I wanted that I began to realize that none of it had any meaning or purpose if it were not used for the greater good, at least for me. That I was not a person who could just singularly be fulfilled with fame and money and success and accolades that yeah. unless I broke those things up into pieces and gave parts of that away, that I would feel depleted. That instead, I didn't want to just be a beautiful flower. I wanted to plant a garden so that mm. more people could grow into their own flower and we could all, that that would be how I could cultivate community. That would be the love that I was seeking wasn't going to be through taking, it was going to be through giving and becoming that myself. And so after High School Musical, I felt very depressed, very mm. lonely, very mm. sad, and mm. really let down by my dream 
And it was through wow. being let down by my dream that I really tapped into my purpose. Mm. Wow, there's so much there. And I was getting goosebumps as you were talking. <laughs> mm. So much there. I want to go back to, oh, there's, okay. I'm just like, like all the, like downloads, downloads. I'm like, okay, wait, one question at a time. Cool, one question at a time. I'm going to go back to the part one because I know you said there were two parts. And yeah. as a child, you had so much to say. You had this wisdom within you. And because you were in this little 10-year-old body, people were like, oh, she's just a kid, whatever. And to be able to connect that to a mission where you consciously, intentionally make space, make way for young voices so they can be seen and can be heard. I think that's just incredible. And what would you, if you were going to share something to a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old that's listening, what would you say to them right now? Ooh, I would say if it is a thought in your mind or a dream in your heart, it is worth going after and protecting. Just because people have lived longer doesn't mean that they know more. Mm. We come in to this world into this planet, on this in this body, with so much to give and so much to receive. And it is your choice that you do not have to live by the rules that were set here before you got here. Mm. You get to leave something and not just believe what is being shared with you. Mm. This is so, it's so interesting. I, as you were talking, I kid you not, I was having a conversation with a young gentleman and he came to me for advice. He reached out to me. Hey, Nova, can I ask you some, give me some advice. So we spoke and, and had a really great conversation. And I remember him saying to me, well, this person has so much more experience than me. Mm. Who am not pretty much I'm yeah. summarizing. Who am I to question my doubt of the information that she's mm. sharing with me. And I said to him, <laughs> just literally like what you were saying, yes, there's going to be those of us that have years of experience, but it doesn't necessarily mean all of those years of experience equate to true wisdom. Right. And, and you know, with when if it feels right in your heart and you feel that you have to speak up because whatever's being given to you in terms of information is not truth, then speak up. And your intuition and your gut, like that inner voice is your strongest guide and to just trust yes. that. And so I love that you just brought that up. And also there was something else that you said, as we come into this world and we come into a society and a culture that's already been preset and with rules and expectations and roles, et cetera, et cetera. And it reminded me of the four agreements. I don't know if you read that book, I love the Four Agreements. Yes, right? And so for any of you who have not read the book, Four Agreements, go get it like today. Okay, maybe tomorrow, <laughs> but get it. And I do a book club podcast and that was one of the books that we shared on it. But it explains this idea of these rules that we come into and we choose to agree with those rules, but we can also choose not to. And Ooh. it's so important to do that self-reflection and see what feels right or doesn't feel right for you. But to also empower a young child to do that is, oh, so I love everything that you're sharing. I'm going to go to part two because <laughs> I think okay. we're going to need like a part two of this podcast. So <laughs> we might. <laughs> but so you had this desire to belong. You had this desire to be seen and heard. And it led you to a, a wanting or a path that led to fame and success and recognition. But the irony of it, it, that also brought depression, it brought loneliness, it brought sadness. There are so many, I would say, especially nowadays with the, the tools we have for social media, access to channels like YouTube and TikTok, et cetera, where young adults and teens want this overnight success. They want this overnight fame. They see their favorite YouTubers, they see their favorite TikTokers or IG influencers or whatever it is. And then of course, the celebrities in terms of the, who they listen to in terms of music and who they see on TV and film. And they want this. And then there's this other side to it that they may not even realize exists. 
What would you say to them as it relates to this desire? I do a lot of speaking as well. I love working with with children and teens and young adults. And there is this overwhelming, I want to be an influencer. I want to be this. I want to be... Right. What can you say to this generation that is so badly wanting to be seen and heard and feel that this is the channel for them? Right. I would say that the world will never give you what it is that you can give yourself. Hmm. And you have to... I mean, to steal one from your book, know your why, your real why. Mm -hmm. And if your why is connected to something outside of yourself or something that you think you will gain, you could always be chasing that thing. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong. I think we all want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to connect. But I think the path to doing that is to give what we need, to be what we need for ourselves and for others. And I think that it's really important that we get really clear and honest. And and this is the responsibility, I think, of, of, of those of us that didn't grow up in this generation, but really to look at what is driving the people that are creating these platforms. Hmm. Interesting. Because we think that there's a lot to gain for us, but mm-hmm. who's actually really benefiting from the amount of time that we spend on social media? How are these platforms being created and what is the intention behind them? And that may feel like a lot. Like, I just want to have fun. I just want to <laughs> true. Right, right. But if it all were to end tomorrow and somebody cut the switch off, which could happen. Yeah. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. Where would your value lie? Ooh. What would wow. you do? Wow. And would you still feel seen? Wow. Or does it, do you need the machine to reflect you back to you and to show you something that you don't see in a mirror? And if you don't see with nothing, with without likes mm. and comments... Mm. And that validation, if you don't see those things in yourself, mm. then, you, then you should take time to actually get to know who you really are and what you really love and want to contribute so that no matter what happens or what anyone else decides to do, I don't need Instagram to feel beautiful. I don't need TikTok to be creative. I don't need Twitter to be quippy. Mm. I know (laughs) I can just call you Nova and we can have a conversation. I can take out a pen and paper and crayons or write on the walls or move my body and feel that fullness. And so I would just really not in a cautionary way that says, you know, that your joy isn't valid because it to me, joy is the ultimate rebellion. However, I think it's important that we do things from the, a place and space that, of authenticity instead of looking to feel like we are, that we have significance because someone says we do. Mm. Okay, so I don't know if anyone has also told you that you're a poet, so I'm just going to add that to oh. the bio, okay? <laughs> just putting that in the bio. Also poet. <laughs> Storyteller, comma, poet, comma. Oh, I have to say something real quick, though, Nova. Mm -hmm. It's the space that you've created. Hmm. I really think that we sometimes, and especially young people, can get really discouraged by this world and really discouraged and feel as though no one cares. Someone does care. Hmm. And when we are not in alignment, that's when it feels uncomfortable. But I just want to say to anyone out there that who you are as you are is more than enough. Mm -hmm. And if you're being met with resistance or you're not being seen, it could also just be that you're not in the right space. (laughs) That we do need mirrors. We do need people to hold space and, and we need the space to thrive. And if you put a redwood tree in a pot it's never going to grow to its full potential. And so I just wanted to say that 
the ability to speak my truth from the space that I experience it is also because of the way that you have created this environment that is calling that out. People mm-hmm. ask very simple questions and they get very simple answers. But when you ask for someone's why, when you peel back the layers and you actually care enough about a human being, then you'll get the depths of who they are. So I do want to thank you for that because you're helping me to be more of me and to uncover those parts. And I really appreciate it. Oh, I love that. And I appreciate you. And yeah, I I love, we talk about our why and there's been so many days and we we're human and there's, we have knowledge and we have wisdom and we have family and support and all that, but there's still those days where just the woe is me kicks in and (laughs) and it it spirals and spirals and the, and, but what usually gets me out of that lull and that's part of what I want to talk to you about next, but what gets me out of that lull is that bigger reason, the bigger why, the why outside myself. And I know you mentioned earlier, if you're chasing something outside yourself to really question that and figure out what that is, the difference with what I'm saying and that, and I, I put an explanation point after that comment that you made, which is really powerful, is that when you're able to find that thing that makes you feel good, and that's the simplest way I can say, just makes you feel mm-hmm. good. I often say it fills your well. When you think of water going into a well or there's a storm and the well fills back up from the storm, the rainstorm. And then think of every time you have a conversation, every time you check social media, every time you go to work, every time you check an email, every time you give someone a hug, you're taking a cup out of that, of water out of that well. You're just giving water, giving water. water. And so if you haven't uncovered that source, that spring underneath the well that gives you that infinite amount of water, eventually the well is going to run dry. And if you are able to, and let's just say it's painting and that is this infinite source of joy. I love you said joy. It was the ultimate rebellion. I wrote that down. I was like, yes. And let's just say that's your source of joy and your well is always going to be filled up. And if you yeah. know that painting also puts a smile on the face of everyone that's coming to see that painting, it's equally adding value to someone else and it's filling their well. So the trick is, what is it that fills you up from within that adds value to someone else? And if that bigger why, for me, the the why is just echoing something you said in the earlier part of our conversation is I feel that I'm here to help inspire people to never give up, to never give up on their dreams. Just take just one more hour, one more day, one more mile, one more step. That's Mm. all you need. And just hold on, hold on. And you'll eventually see the ray of sun. It'll eventually come to pass. And so that's my bigger why. And I think those two have to work in tandem. And so I appreciate that what you shared, because I do truly get filled up when I'm able to allow someone that comfort to share but then to also to shine like that, like yes. that's a thing like, oh, yes, go, go get it, get it. <laughs> that's why I'm a cheer. I was a cheerleader once upon a time, but oh, <laughs> like, yes, how hard, you know, how loud can I cheer for you? So I appreciate, I appreciate those words. I do want to ask before we go into the last part of our show, you had mentioned that you had this fame, the success, this recognition, and, and this happens to a lot of us. When in our lives and at some level, let's say you're on a sports team and you won the championship or you're an ice skater and you won first place and whatever it is, or you got that raise or you're now the CEO, but we all have this moment where we felt this like really high level of accomplishment. And it could mm-hmm. be, I went from crawling to walking like as a baby. Right. Right? Um, <laughs> so, but then there's this lull. Right. So I'm going to go back to the baby example. Oh, now I'm taking my first steps. And well, why am I falling all the time? Right. And and then you could just give up and you never get from those first steps to eventually running. So when we get into those moments of that deep, the valley, right? There's the mountain and there's a valley. When we get to that low point, some of us never get out. How did you go from that low point to rising up again and being in a place where you could, you can so beautifully 
empower others with your work and your words? Oh, wow. That's a really beautiful question. I have to first start by being piercingly honest and say that there's been so many times where I've wanted to give up Mm -hmm. and many of them recent, not necessarily this year, but we're only a month in, (laughs) (laughs) but I've, I've been through a lot that felt like it wasn't worth it anymore. It wasn't worth it to keep going. It wasn't worth it to take that step. But I think I really do believe that having a strong why and knowing that we're here for a purpose and also re reconditioning the mind to not see challenges or pain Mm. as an end point, but actually Mm -hmm. as the entry point to the next level of our destiny. Wow. I would never want to be cut open by a surgeon who felt like it got too hard. Oh. (laughs) It's like, if you want to be a doctor, you got to take the tests and you got to get over the adversity and the things that yeah. would potentially have held you back from doing that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on your table. And I think that we have to be honest with ourselves about how far we want to go in this life and yeah. to not judge ourselves if we don't. There is nothing wrong. No one Nobody said you have to go after the biggest dreams on the planet. Nobody says everybody has different dreams. It's okay. Whatever you want to do, if you want to be a wonderful spouse, if you want to have a great family, if you want to be an astronaut and go to the moon, whatever you decide to do is going to come with challenges. And I think the way that I have continuously got overcome these challenges is whilst in the middle of it beginning to express gratitude mm. for the fact that I wouldn't be here if I didn't try and maybe just maybe something is trying to stop me but that thing that's trying to stop me is actually helping me because when I get to the other side of it I'll never have that moment that I just came from. I'll now have overcome it and I'll be stronger and I'll be better and I'll be more capable. And so my low points for me have been moments where I'm looking and I'm pressing through and I'm leaning in on the quotes and the affirmations and I'm I'm leaning in on the word that I was given. And Mm. I say to myself that maybe, just maybe, if Mm. I keep going, I know what will happen if I quit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That already has, and there's already an answer for that. I know what will happen if I stop. Mm-hmm. What I don't know what will happen is if I keep going. Mm. And so that, I think, that is what drives me. What drives me is this belief that there is something on the other side of the mountain. And I will say to anybody who's listening, That from my experience, my 42 years on this planet, I will say there always has been. And it's always been more than what I could have imagined. And so I think there's this false perception that we have to be ready for something before we can do it. That's not true. That when things get hard, that maybe we don't have the strength. That's not true. That we may not be like the young person that you were speaking to that was really questioning their experience in in the face of someone else. I have a speech that I've given before that talks about how no one is qualified. Nobody is. I love that. Nobody's qualified. (laughs) Doing it qualifies you. You get qualified by doing it. You get stronger. You don't get stronger by looking at a weight. You get stronger (laughs) by picking it up. And yes, Mm -hmm. you might tear a muscle and then you repair and you learn mm. how to do it better. But the weight is not there to break you down. It's mm. actually there to build you up. And I think that that is a metaphor for all aspects of our lives, that the weight and the pressure is not there to bury us or to to trap us, but it's actually there to build us and to give us the strength that we need to endure what it is that we say we want. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, how much time do we have? Because I'm, I'm, I have so much that I want to 
dive into and how incredible was everything that you just shared. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just so, so rich, the information and the the love that's in it. Like I could feel it as you were talking. I know before we hit record, I was sharing, I get these goosebumps when someone says something to me that really resonates at the core. And this entire time, my body has been on fire with goosebumps. Mm. I want to just, I want to say a couple things that jump out at me. And I'm so sad that our time is coming to the show. It's, it's, we're getting close to time because I think we're just scratching the surface and there's so much, so much beauty in what you're sharing. And there's so much power in words. And I'm so grateful that our listeners are able to hear you and hear you in the way you want to be heard with the message that you want to deliver. And I'm also grateful for the roles that you've brought to life, these characters that you've brought to the screen mm-hmm. and sharing that as inspiration because it's art. What you're doing is art and art transforms. There's something you said to me on set at the photo shoot, and I just want to share it because it's it's been sticking with me ever since. And when I get words of wisdom that just sticks with me, I like to share it and pass it on, and which I have, but I'm going to do it on the show as well. As you said, things don't happen to us, things happen for us. And Ugh. I've been saying that to myself every day since. If there is a situation or let's just say something mm. that was triggering me in a way that I didn't like, I would say, wait a minute, this is happening for me. Why? Right. And I look for that reason because once we understand the whys in, well, why does it trigger me? We should get to a point, if you read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, you should Mm -hmm. get to a point where you're able to observe the experience. Also, something you had shared earlier, it's about the journey, not necessarily about the goal. And once you're able to realize that and focus on the journey because there's always these goals there's always gonna be the next thing the next thing the next thing right then you're able to take those moments and reflect and ask the other thing that jumps out at me that i want to just repeat again as you said why not and Mm. i want our listeners to just to hear that because when Mm. you are questioning yourself well why should i be the one to win this contest why should i be the one to get that role why should i get the a why should i get the love of my life why should i get the home that I want or why should I get the body or whatever it is. Right. Just answer it with why not and just ah. leave it there. That's it. Why not? Someone's getting it. Why can't yes. it be you? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, someone's get- why not? So I just want to explanation point, explanation point on that because we are running short on time. I do want to give you the mic so you get to ask me a question or two and and then we'll just go from there. Beautiful. I I have one more thing that I want to speak to. I know this is going to go yes, long, yeah, but yeah. I just, you brought up goals and it just dropped into my spirit. I don't know who's listening, but I feel like this is going to be for someone that I think it's so important that we differentiate our goals from our intentions. Mm. I believe our goals come from our ego and our intentions come from our soul. And we need both. However, a lot of times our goals are ideas that we put out into the universe based on what we think we will get or this marker we want to meet versus our intention, which comes from our soul, which is the desire for what we want to create. And we may or may not meet the goals, but if we set the intention and the difference being the intention has a quality that it's more malleable, it's something that is more rooted to your why versus your goal, which is if I don't get it, there's a lot, a lot of times there's disappointment. But sometimes when we set an intention, the universe gives us something greater than the goals that we set. But if we limit ourselves by the goals that we have, then we sometimes don't allow the force that's moving through us, the thing that that has created life and that calls the sun to come out, to come up in the the tide to draw in that we don't allow that to be in in communication and interaction with us. So I just, when you said that about goals, I was like, I just really wanted to mention that because I feel like we're in a very interesting time. And I think we can have a really strong hustle mentality where we don't like, we don't, we go after everything and we don't sometimes let things come to us. So I just wanted to say that. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I've never heard that comparison before and I'm going to take that. So thank you. And I am going to share that as well with those around me to lead with the intention. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, this is going to go into a whole nother conversation, but I want to just say I'm very goal oriented. I've always been very goal oriented and I'm learning to let go. I'm learning to let go and let be. Just well, be. that's where it came from. That's why, I, that's why I feel like I know it so clearly is because so am I. I've always had goals. I've always had lists. I always have things that I'm checking off. Right. And yet life still continues to life and things still come. And I noticed that when I set an intention, mm. it doesn't matter whether I met the goal or not, because I don't look at it as a disappointment. I look at it as a redirection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To get me closer to what it is that I ultimately wanted. So anyway, I'm interested in what would you say you would want your legacy to be? Oof. Oh. What do you want to leave? What do you want to be known for? What do you want your name to be synonymous with? Mm. I don't think I've heard that question in that way. Mm. Oh, how much time do I have to answer this? Okay. <laughs> There's so many things that came to mind. My The first thing was being able to be the, the best support guide, mentor, nurturer for my children that I can be and to continue mm. to grow so I can be a better guide, mentor, <laughs> yes. supporter, nurturer, teacher for them. And that that never ends. I feel that we were talking about children and their experience and their wisdom that they come into the world with. And similarly, as we grow, we still need mentors in our life. We still need guides. We still need teachers. And it doesn't just end because the person turns 18 and they don't need anyone anymore because society has said that you're an adult. And depending on where you are in the world, that may be when you're nine or 16 or whatever. But I feel that to be able to provide that place that safe place for them is so important and to show them they can be that for each other as well. So that's just some, that was one thing that jumped out at me. The other thing is I really have a compassion for humanity. Mm. I really want to use my gifts of art, of storytelling, of speaking to have an impact to, if it's one person that hears what I say and their lives are bettered for it. And if that person can create change for multitudes, like whatever it is that I am doing that well after I've left this place, this earth, that it's creating ripples in a positive direction, whatever that is. If it's the book, great. If it's a podcast, great. If it's a quote or poem, and I'm not choosy. (laughs) I just want what I put out there to really reach someone where they continue to have hope, where they continue to grow, where they continue to shine. And I remember a long time ago, I just said, I just want everyone to be happy. And it was just so simple to me. I'm like, well, if everyone's happy, there wouldn't be violence. There wouldn't be pain. There wouldn't be all these things that come from a place of unhappiness. So why don't we focus on how to help each other be happier? And so what I do is whatever is in my my hands, whatever the tools that I'm given, if I can use that as a way to make that next person happier. So maybe it's a conversation, maybe it's a compliment, maybe it's a cookie that I bake. That's what I that what's what I strive to do and what I Ooh. want, I guess, to be my legacy. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. And then the last thing, I'm only speaking quickly because I know we're running out of time. There's a saying that we can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. And as someone who, I mean, I relate to so so much of what you say, and I know we're going to just continue to be friends for a very long time. We are, we're soul, we are soul tied Mm. for sure. sure. Um, But as people who are mission oriented and whose mission feels very tied to other people, um, one thing that I've learned is that giving really shouldn't be depleting. And that if it is, it's because we're not being replenished. So I'm interested in your listeners knowing what tools do you use to continuously fill your cup and replenish 
so that you can be that guide, that source, that resource for your family, first and foremost, for yourself and for all of the people that you inspire through the various mediums that you use. I love this question. I would say berries, (laughs) daily amounts of berries. I like the fruit with antioxidants, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. That is hilarious. I thought you meant Barry's boot camp at first. And I was like, no. okay, girl, if <laughs> no. you gotta get on that treadmill and run for your life, go on ahead. <laughs> you no. meant the fruit with antioxidants. Yes. I love <laughs> berries. I love so I I try to build in a daily reward, like just something small oh. for myself. And sometimes it's it's a run. It's mm. eating blueberries or blackberries or raspberries. It's getting a cup of matcha, hot matcha with coconut milk. It's just a daily reward for just being just, we all work really hard. And sometimes we don't take just that moment to just recognize ourselves and give ourselves that. We look for the world to reward us, but we have it in our own power to reward ourselves. And so that's just that little daily treat. I also love to read. And I think that if we make a short list, of what we love, not what we like, not not what tolerates what we tolerate, but what do we love? Like what lights us mm. up or who lights us up? And if we can make more time for that. So I love to read. So if I'm running, for example, I like to put on an audiobook or if I'm driving, I like to put on audiobooks. So when I'm not in meetings and working, I will find a book. And sometimes I'm in the mood for something transformational like Four Agreements or The Power of Now or The Alchemist. And sometimes I just want to get into a really good fiction and the nightingale is one and it could be sci-fi fantasy historical fiction romance but something that takes me to another world and mm. when we talk about this getting to know ourselves and be able to dream but then know we can accomplish whatever we choose to part of that is expanding our imagination and by going into these other worlds we're expanding we're like we're working that muscle And it helps you be more malleable and more flexible in your thinking and Mm. more expansive in your thinking. And so why couldn't there be orange kangaroos? You know, just have fun with imagination because that's, if someone didn't imagine a light bulb when there was no light bulbs, we wouldn't have light bulbs. If someone didn't imagine a vehicle where there was only horses being used to carry us around, there wouldn't be vehicles. So everything came from someone's imagination. So I like to really like just work that muscle. And lately going back to the depletion, because I was feeling really depleted with all the things that I was doing this in the last 12 months, a lot of giving that I've been doing is my art and just recognizing that is my infinite source of my well. And so I have to find time to create and it could be I do improv, so it could be acting, it could be writing, it could be dancing, it could be painting, it could be fashion, like design. So whatever that is, and to not box yourself in because society says you can only do this. Right. And that's been a challenge for me, I would say, most of my life because I have always felt very multi-layered, multi-dimensional, but there's only this box or that box or this. So I always felt that I was on the outside looking in and I've learned to embrace the complexities of who I am, the layers of who I am, and to play with those more. And so the daily rewards, the doing the things that I love or speaking more to the people who fill me up, fill my soul, and to recognize what it is that's my infinite source of well-being, which is my art, and so to make more time to create. Absolutely beautiful. And I will... I took a lot from that personally that I will also implement. I love it. In a way, what I wrote down was prioritize your own pleasures. You know, the little things that like we don't need to, we used to get gold stars for things when we were in school and we don't need to wait for someone else to give us a gold star or to, or to feel like it has to be a special occasion or a special moment. Every day can be, can be special because we make it such. So yeah, that really was very helpful and and inspiring to me. And I'm sure it's inspiring to those who are listening as well. Thank you for that question. I I haven't gotten that question before. So that was a lot of fun. I was like, Ooh, (laughs) cool. 
Ooh, I am so sad that we are at time. I know we're actually a little over time, but I had so much fun and I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity to share this conversation with our listeners to open up this space, this studio, this energy, all these words of wisdom to those that need it. Those that are looking for it will find it. And so I appreciate you. I am looking forward to the next time we get to chat. It may not be Unleash Your Supernova, the podcast, but so, so grateful that we've met and just, again, looking forward to sharing some really great memories with you. In the meantime, I want to just say, if you are open to coming back for part two, I'm giving that invitation because I think our listeners are going to want more of your wisdom. So I'm just putting that out there as well. I love it. Oh, I'm, I imagine that it, I would love to check back in because we're what? It's early in the year. It would be so yeah. awesome to check in later yeah. in the year and see just how these things have transpired and, and where we are in a little bit later. So that would be wonderful. Yeah. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. And Monique, how can they continue to support you, follow you, find you, keep up with all that you're doing? Yes. Well, I think the best way right now is on Instagram. And my Instagram is underscore Monique Coleman. And I'm going to put it out there that I think that I will find other ways and other avenues and other platforms to make my presence known. I feel really called to do that right now. And yeah, to create a space similar to what you've created where I can just fully be myself and flourish. But for now, Instagram is it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And again, this is another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. It is the companion podcast to the book, Unleash Your Supernova, exclusively brought to you by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. And if you have not yet gotten your copy of the book, what are you waiting for? It's packed with tons of wisdom on how to survive this crazy roller coaster ride of creative entrepreneurship, but not just for your business, but also for your life. So definitely get the book. It's at all your favorite bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it. And again, I want a special, special thanks to our guest, Monique Coleman, who is killing it and inspiring others along the way. Follow her. She's on Instagram and more to come. And until next time, this is your host, Nova Lorraine. Ciao.